everybody this is the machine and she's not alone this week (laughs) i'm not alone finally you guys can feel safe listening to the rest of the podcast because sabrina's here and it won't just be me at 10 p.m and my dark dark thoughts i gotta say i really enjoyed the thick king of los angeles jared dudley (laughs) (laughs) i'm really excited about him yeah if there's anything we've learned about Sasha's preferences for Lakers this offseason, the, the thicker, the better. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Have you seen the man of the hour, DeMarcus Cousins, lately? Because he looks slim. I'm going to believe it when it lasts three months into the season. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. But he does, like, I don't know. Have we ever seen him this skinny? Maybe only, like in college or something like an 18 year old like he probably hasn't looked this good since he was 18 kentucky demarcus cousins had a had a good deal of baby fat still left oh um, so maybe he's never looked this good maybe so never looked waters like this is incredible i mean i i didn't dislike at all what he looked like before mm-hmm. and maybe i preferred it but i am happy that he is happy yeah Let's let's presume that DeMarcus Cousins is happy being skinny and uh, a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, and now we have, like, everyone is, like, 250 now, just for, like, continuity's sake. Everybody (laughs) on the team is 250. Including uh, Taylor and Horton Tucker, who probably could stand (laughs) to lose a few. (laughs) Wow. Forgive me for shaming the 19-year-old Los Angeles Lakers. It is funny how there's different rules. I don't know that there should be different rules, but, like, it's somehow okay to just be, to, like, rag on basketball players for being thick because I guess it's their job to be fit. hmm The rules are... It doesn't feel great, though. No, it's it actually is yeah. not a thing that I like to do. Yeah. Maybe... Should it, we be complimenting Demarcus for having lost all this weight? I mean, is that... I don't know about complimenting. I think this is a different... DeMarcus I think we're getting a different DeMarcus this season and I like I said I'm happy if he's happy if he is happier with his body now I am happier for him I think uh we can uh, be happy that DeMarcus Cousins appears to be getting in a position where he can better support his frame the way he plays basketball and longevity of career and just like what he can do on the court we're gonna get into it and maybe this is a transition to getting into it right here seamlessly uh right last season he was pretty much a non-entity in transition and i think that that's something we all like is like a sort of more fast-paced game unless you're like i don't know like bill simmons or something and you like want everything to be like the old ways and (laughs) I'm just kidding. I am actually a Bill Simmons stan, so that's just a friendly joke. Um, He basically wasn't able to do anything because he couldn't, like, he's not a floor runner. I don't know that he's ever been, but like I said, he's never looked like this before. So maybe that's something that he could do more of next season is, like, play a faster game and be involved. Right. So 
just baseline with DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, he spent most of last year recovering from that Achilles injury that he suffered in New Orleans, right? Yeah. So everyone's expecting this huge max contract for DeMarcus Cousins coming in the summer of 2018. It doesn't because he's recovering from the worst injury that a basketball player can suffer, in theory. Because mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Durant didn't have that problem. Um, and he spent the first half of the year rehabbing in Golden State. Then he plays, what, like 30 games, 25, 30 games with Golden State? Man, what do we know about know. those? What do we know about those 25, 30 games, Sasha? How do you look? Uh, it's actually interesting. They had a very, it, it's, it's, because they have such a specific system that's so, like, distinct. Do you know what I mean? It's like the Golden State system, and it's, it's just very, like, recognizable, and and sort of unique in that way so it's kind of like like the rockets have something like that too where you look and you're like it could be any of the players where you're like okay this is the rocket system so this was like demarcus cousins in that system and that's an important context mm-hmm. so their usage of him was pretty interesting he basically commanded zero floor spacing like he had zero gravity from the three-point line, which is a bummer. But that's not something I'm, like, super afraid about. I, I'm I'm hoping that he can get his three-point percentage up enough to, to do that. I, that's obviously maybe a naive hope. But do you want me to keep going? No, no. I mean, so I was at Boogie's first game back when he played against the Clippers – big, you know, return game. And mm-hmm. basically he was saying that he couldn't believe how open all the shots he was getting were. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think part of that, you know, not commanding any spacing is that, like, when you're starting alongside Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry, like, you're damn right you're not going to be commanding any spacing because there are other people on the court. And Oh, sorry, Kevin Durant was also on that team. Uh, there are other people on the court who demand that attention, right? Mm-hmm. So he was never the hub of the offense when he was playing among the starters, right? Which is yeah, what his role was during the majority of the regular season. And even in those bench units, he's always alongside one or two shooters. So maybe he's facilitating some stuff off the elbow. Maybe he's running like a couple of those split cut actions at the t- uh, perimeter. But he wasn't in command of the offense the way he has been earlier in his career. And that mm-hmm. limited some of the things he was able to do. Not to mention the fact that he's already rehabbing from this injury so physically he's limited in terms of what he's capable of yeah and I mean that's just on the offensive end right like it's it's almost like they just tried to convert him into like the third splash brother where he could pop out for threes because he's comfortable taking those shots not that he was good at taking those shots last year but it was something that he was willing to let fly yeah he wasn't good he wasn't good no he wasn't good and that's like a problem because I feel like in New Orleans, he was, like, number two, and in Golden State, he was, like, number five. But on the Lakers, he's going to be more, like, number three with the starters, and then maybe, like, one or two, depending on who's in with other lineups. So it's going to be somewhere in between, but maybe leaning more towards, like, his role in uh, New Orleans than in Golden State. I think, like, his team, or sorry, his, uh, I think his role on the Golden State bench unit 
is going to be a lot like his role on the Lakers bench unit. So that's an interesting comparison to make. And he actually did a lot of, like, he was this, like, funnel that they would just pass the ball through because he's just smart like that. So he did a lot of, like, explicit playmaking from the post, but he also did some more, like, integrated playmaking and, like, ball movement from the top of the key and from the wing. Yeah, historically, like, that's what DeMarcus Cousins has been best at. He's one of the most skilled passing big man in the league and has been since he entered the NBA, right? So Mm -hmm. him being able to direct the offense, like, Sacramento, like, barely had a point guard during his, what, five, six seasons there. I mean, they had the one year of Rondo, but it was mostly, like, a collection of the Tyreek Evans, Isaiah Thomas types that, like, were these combo scoring guards, but most of the offensive facilitation came from DeMarcus Cousins. And it's Mm -hmm. something that he's capable of doing. And like you said, uh, whether he's playing with the starters or the bench is going to determine if he's required to take on that role, right? Like, if he's playing with starters... Mm -hmm. He's not going to be the primary ball handler. Like like you said, he's number three at best. But if he's on the bench, there's there's no one on the Lakers roster who has that offensive creation ability that's coming off the bench, other than like maybe Alex Caruso. But it's hard to say whether that's, you know, sustainable over a longer period of time for Caruso just yet, right? I could see Caruso, Caruso and Boogie playing together well. How so? I just feel like that would be fun. <laughs> like having like a little pick and roll or something. I would love to Caruso, see Boogie pick and roll. Boogie throwing uh, Caruso some lobs, you know? Oh my god. <laughs> They're like LeBron little... James and AD. They could just be interchangeable. <laughs> just a little inverted pick and roll, you know? <laughs> Boogie the ball handler and Caruso rolling hard to the rim. Honestly, Boogie is not great going downhill. No. So... It might actually be better that way. So, I mean, DeMarcus got a lot better last season towards the end of the year, and it seemed Mm -hmm. like he might be working past that Achilles thing. And then he tore his quad in the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. And it seemed like the Warriors didn't really have faith playing him in the finals beyond that, but were kind of just forced into it because everybody else on the team got injured. So we had, like, this one nice scoring stretch after, I want to say, like, Clay Thompson got hurt in Game 2. And he provided some minutes after Kevin Durant got hurt in Game 5. But, like, it seemed pretty clear to me that they weren't relying on him for any meaningful production at that stage in his uh, quad injury. So first thing is to see for the Lakers, like, how well he's recovered from that injury, which is why, you know, the the skinny Mm -hmm. boogie is such an important thing because presumably he needs to cut down a little bit of weight just as part of the rehab process. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really good for the longevity of his his career, Mm -hmm. basically. I think it's a good thing to do. Anyway, I think that his... Maybe mental ceiling is higher, and maybe his physical ceiling is lower. So, like, obviously, maybe not obviously, but mm-hmm. he's probably not going to be back to where he was in terms of just, like, athleticism and speed and stuff. But I feel like playing in Golden State and getting 
being in like such a disciplined system and maybe like he his assist to turnover ratio was so much better in Golden State than it was in New Orleans and I feel like he now has a some kind of idea of how the kinds of situations that he should put himself in and that the system should put him in to like minimize turnovers and maximize like what he's best at. So he'll be physically a lot better than last year I think for a few reasons but ultimately it was an Achilles injury and that's just what it is but I think maybe his IQ has a higher ceiling than it did before yeah I feel like 28-29 is generally when basketball players hit their prime just because that that combination of haven't quite fully physically declined yet but then you've also been in the league long enough to understand the game like that's where it meets its Mm -hmm. nexus and he turns 29 before the start of this season. So this is where you'd ordinarily expect him to be hitting that prime if it weren't for two devastating injuries that he's coming off of. Um, I tend was to believe... Was the quad injury devastating? I mean, he was out for, like, what? Six weeks, maybe? Yeah. Uh, he played in the yeah, first guess, series and the, and the yeah. finals. I guess devastating maybe is a bit of a stretch, but, like... I don't think he would have come back if they weren't in the finals. Like, I think it would have taken him longer to recover. I mean, Uh, yeah. I think it's mostly just what that does to derail the progress he was making from the Achilles injury. Mm Mm-hmm. More so than anything, yeah. Yeah. Let's think about uh, his role on uh, Lakers this year. So, do you think he should start? Uh, yeah, probably. He started every Golden State game, or every quarter. He started every quarter, sorry. Like, when he was playing, they literally started him every quarter. Very interesting. I'm not even sure why that would be. Somebody who knows that have a conversation with me about this because I do not know why they would do that, but it is an interesting thing I noticed. So, Golden State likes to, uh... well, I mean, he's part of the starting lineup, so that explains the first and third, right? Mm -hmm. And then they would take him out quickly and put him back in with the bench at the start of the second quarter? Not always that quickly. Honestly, he played a lot. Yeah? Like, they would play him... Probably play about half maybe the game. Like, right? Maybe to, like, 7, 6, or 5 mm-hmm. in the first quarter, I guess, depending on how well they were doing or how well he was doing. And then the second and fourth, he would play, like, almost the entire quarter, like, down to three minutes or something. Yeah, I think uh, he averaged about, what, 25, 26 minutes for the Warriors last year. So I guess he was getting, like, half-quarter stints every time he entered the game. Which, yeah. which is pretty pretty good, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot of minutes to be uh, playing post-Achilles. Yeah. I know during the I playoffs, mean, like, those, those minutes definitely came down because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he looked super different in the playoffs. He, like, they just weren't using him as much. Like, the playoffs are when you, if you're the fifth option, the playoffs are when your team are using one through four. (laughs) (laughs) Like, before the, and every play before they're going to use you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose so. You're playing as hard as you can. You got to play your best guys the whole time. I, so I, I'm of a different opinion. I don't think he should be starting for the Lakers. I think... I think it means a lot to DeVale McGee to start. Oh, so. no. 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 No, I, I absolutely do. I don't. 
Mm. No, maybe it does. I just think that's a bad reason to give it to no, someone. No, no. Uh, well, there's so many guys on the Laker roster who I think they need to maximize based on egos. And I think JaVale McGee will understand. It's DeMarcus Cousins. Like, he's, he's post-injury, but it's still DeMarcus Cousins. And I think that... JaVale's primary thing was like, why is f***ing Zubots it? You know what I mean? Like, why why is this second-year guy who didn't even play last year starting over me when I'm healed? And I kind of even get, understand that, despite the fact that I was firmly on Zubots' side. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is different. I feel like he'll get it. Yeah, I mean, Do you really think that he thinks he can be like a contender on? I think they probably or, sorry, re-signed the him. Starter? I think they probably re-signed him with the indication that he'd be starting. And it also seems like the Lakers need Demarcus mm. Cousins off the bench. I just think there's a way to do it with him starting too. You know what I mean? If Golden State can figure out how to get him to start with that lineup, I feel like we can. But then they weren't starting him during the playoffs. Not during the yeah. finals, at least. I mean. But then it comes back like to, like... Like I said, what option is he? Like, he is our third best player. Like, we're not going to not play him in the playoffs. You know what I mean? I think there's probably going to be an adjustment period where they try to figure out how healthy he is. And during mm-hmm. that time, I don't think he'll be starting. Hmm. Maybe. He's out the whole summer, though. He right, played, but like, I mean, the games in the, in, the, in the late playoffs and then just had basically the whole summer. Like, he didn't even play that many games before he stopped playing again. True, but I still think that his baseline is probably what we saw in the finals until we know otherwise. And yeah. judging off of that to Marcus Cousins, I don't think he'll be starting. I think hmm. him as the hub of the second unit offense, along with Kuzma, makes more sense. I mean, I think... I think that he will do a lot of both is what I mean like I think that he'll do what he did in Golden State where he like starts with the starting unit and then they take him out early and then maybe like I don't know someone come I you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I think it'll be like that you think where, the, he, play, where the, he does both the Lakers will want to play him 26 minutes to start things off as opposed to I don't know monitoring his workload a little bit more because of the depth they have at the big man positions? I don't know. I think he's... I feel like he proved that he could do it last year, so why not? Oh, I'm just saying just because he has more injury concerns this time around. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely true. Like, the quad thing was a thing. But I also do feel like it's been, like, a super long time. And I think he can maybe convince them of... Like, I don't think he needs to go, like, even a month into the season to convince them that he's healthy. Like, he has enough time to recover to be able to convince them earlier, if you know what I mean. Okay. I think you and I just probably have different opinions on how severe that quad injury was for him. But... No, I mean, it's just really hard to know. But I just mean, like, three months is three months. Yeah. We used to say that with Like, Lonzo. they're going to do training camp. Isn't that kind of what training camp is for? Yeah. I I still think they're going to ease him back into things just because of how much he's played over the last two regular seasons. You know, like, 
26 minutes a game is one thing, but it's over 30 minute, 30 games, you know, total for Golden mm-hmm. State. So over the course of the last two seasons, he's played maybe one complete season of basketball. So there's just a certain lack of game shape that's implicit there. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we spent most of the time talking about his (laughs) offense, right? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we've been ignoring a big elephant in the room with Marcus Cousins, which is that he's a... He's maybe not the greatest defensive center in basketball. No, he f- it felt very average in the tape to me. Right. So even before the Achilles injury, uh, DeMarcus was actually probably better than most people thought before the Achilles injury. Uh, he was never like a shot-blocking center. That's just not his game. It's more of a step-into-the-paint-draw-charge kind of center. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really have the lateral mobility to get in place for those charges anymore. Mm. And... I'm not sure that he wants to be committing himself to sacrificing his body on all those possessions either, just because of the wear that he suffered over yeah. the last eight seasons in the league. So, I mean, defensively, how do you think he contributes to this roster? Uh, uh, full disclosure, I don't know, like, a ton about defense, but he has, like, really, really good hands. That's true. So he can, like, initiate transition offense – on defense, like, he's always just been able to do that. He's obviously not explosive. He struggles. He's He just feels very average in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. He gets switched onto a lot of uh, guards because they just, like, target the fuck out of him. And which is not great to have both DeMarcus Cousins and Kyle Kuzma who get just, like, absolutely targeted on switches. That's going to be rough. Um <laughs> That's going to be so super tough. But he does okay. He's not like the – it's not the worst. He you, like make, re- hmm? you make a good point about the hands. I'd forgotten. His steal rates are always really good. He's yeah. got good instincts there. It's just that's not like the major skill you want out of your center on defense. No. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not, no. But – it's a very, he's just a different, he's not a very traditional big despite being huge. Mm-hmm. And like his post work is probably the most traditional thing about his game, right? He's just like a killer, like an absolute yeah. murderer. Oh my God. His success rate in like, I wonder what his success rate is out of the post of like either leading to an assist a hockey assist or a basket. It's probably so high. Yeah. Offensively, I love the fit of him next to Kuzma just because Kuzma is able to move off the ball and that all like work around Demarcus. I mean, oh, defensively, yeah. like it's gonna you be said, that's the, just they're just gonna pick and roll him to death. But yeah. hopefully, that's like less of an issue against backup point guards than it is against starting point guards. Yeah. Um, yeah, but offensively, I mean, like. There's just, like, nobody in the league who has the combination of skills that he does. Yeah, he's he's stunning. He's truly one of my favorite players. Um, I think I started watching when he was in Sacramento. Can't remember. I remember Sacramento Boogie. I, like, remember the night that he got traded to Sacramento. Crazy. Or, no, it was the night he got traded to the Pelicans. Sorry. Right, right, right. Like, from, from Sacramento, Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. And he was, like, in the press conference, and, and I was like – 
this is my favorite guy. And then watching him play, I was like, oh my god, this is even more my favorite guy. He is like, he's just feuding. Like, he's he's mad. Yeah. He's just mad. And he's out there and he's mad. And I kind of, like, LeBron is like that too. He, like, goes on to the court and he's mad. But DeMarcus Cousins will, like, when they played Minnesota last year, I watched one of those games the other day, and Kat just looks like a small child and it's so crazy how badly Kat did against DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> and how much the way that DeMarcus Cousins plays, like, 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 burrowed its way into Kat's brain. Yeah, he gets into people, right? It's not just, like, from a yeah. physical perspective. It's, like, a mental perspective. Just the effort of having to go up against him all night because he's such and a big presence. And he's pushing you. Yeah. He's pushing you around. Yeah. The whole time, he's just big and strong and pushing you around, and it sucks. And for somebody like Kat, who's probably, who's, like, big and maybe used to being the guy pushing other people around, and he's young and he's, like, kind of a pussy, <laughs> having DeMarcus Cousins just, like, shoving you all night. Right. And, the, and, and doing horribly against him, too. Like, Kat, nobody besides Kat in all the footage that I watched went up against DeMarcus Cousins in the post, like, having him defend you in the post. Because mm. it's not a good thing to do. Yeah. There's still a certain a thing to finesse do. to the way Cat plays, but there's, like, DeMarcus is just all power. Like, I don't know, he backs though, you down, he like, has the vision. Yeah, but, like, It's even... like, you can try to do some, like, fancy footwork nonsense, but he's going to block your ball because he knows exactly where it is. Yeah, it's it's, is it's not to say that, like, DeMarcus isn't skilled, because he absolutely is. He has, like, we talk about, like, Anthony Davis card skills. Like, I mean, DeMarcus isn't at that level, but he still, like, can do things on the perimeter that most bigs can't, right? Like, the way he can drive into the paint for himself and create for himself is still unique, but, like, everything he does, there's just so much physicality to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very mm-hmm. unique to DeMarcus. Like, he's just going to stand there and you can, like, you can, like, struggle as much as you want. But I don't know one person except maybe, like, LeBron and AD who can do a thing about him. Who else can it? Maybe Steven Adams? Oh, yeah. He's kind of a, a beast of a human being. Yeah, like, who else in the league besides two of his teammates and maybe <laughs> Steven Adams can even, like, actually go up against him in a real yeah. way? I like having uh, DeMarcus around for the purposes of the one up against, like, Denver, you know? Yeah. Uh, throw a body on Jokic or, like, oh, Philly, Jokic. you know, that'll There's be There's another fun. one who looks like a baby. Embiid always oh, yeah, got into him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Embiid, Embiid is another guy who can yeah. go up against DeMarcus. Just from, like, sheer size, he is so tall. It's insane. But I like that matchup because, like, DeMarcus gets in people's heads, you know? Like, he's just a, an antagonist, sort of. Um, which, like, we talked about this last week, how, like... Or not last week, the last time we talked about how the Lakers, like, try to acquire these guys who can, you know, create some drama on the court. Like, that's the, sort of the impetus mm-hmm. behind the Rondo and Lance Stevenson. And, like, this is one of the guys who, like can be an agitator on the court, but, like, also backs it up in terms of how they play. So nice to have a guy who can do that, who can back it up. It truly is the best thing. Sorry about the garbage truck outside, guys. I know that that's in there. I forgot that that happens on Thursday. Sorry. Um, Yeah, he. it's super nice to have someone who can actually back it up and – 
he does get like ejected sometimes Mm -hmm. but i do also think that he gets picked on a lot like i think he truly gets picked on by the ref so much like sometimes they do replays and and he is someone who when he knows that he fouled someone he's like yes yes because he intentionally fouls sometimes but it is annoying to me like watching the footage it was it did get frustrating to be like oh again like literally just because he's a large person like i don't even see the foul sometimes yeah, I definitely got that feeling watching DeMarcus, especially back when he was, like, in Sacramento, that there's uh, there's a not-so-love-hate relationship. It's just a – it tends towards one side with referees. And yeah. I'm sure that, like, his talking and antics contribute to that at the start of his career. I feel like he's gotten better about toning that down, you know, but he's still working his way back from this reputation. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm not Boogie anymore. I'm DeMarcus now. <laughs> right. And I'm like – all I want to do is call you Boogie. <laughs> Such a good nickname. <laughs> but also, like, I don't... It's just interesting, like, his definition of Boogie. Because to me, like, the definition of Boogie is, like... It's, it's like, his persona on the court, right? That's, like, what it is. But it's how you perceive it. Because to me, the the true, like, nature of it is really the wearing down. And the, like, getting in people's heads. And, like, being not a bully but like I don't like I don't really like that characterization but like it's more like there's nothing you can do about him the inevitability the inevitability there's nothing you can do about him and that's what that more that's what it is more to me and it seems like he he sees it as something different which is interesting yeah like I, I understand maybe it's more of like more like childish maybe yeah i get like at this point in his career like like we said he's turning 29 like he wants to establish himself as a more serious player right like this is the first time he got to play in the playoffs it didn't go the way he wanted to he definitely wants to reframe the narrative of his postseason career right not like a guy who just gets played off the court but somebody who can meaningfully contribute to a playoff team and like he'll have that opportunity here because like for all that i said about you know javel mcgee starting games like i don't foresee anybody closing games at center other than maybe Anthony Davis during the regular season. Mm. Like, that's DeMarcus's spot to lose. Right. And, like, he has a a real chance here to, like you said, like, he's could be the third best player on the Lakers. Like, I, I think that's Danny Green's spot right now. But, like, Cousins is a higher ceiling, for sure. And whether he achieves that on a regular basis is going to be one of the more interesting things on this team. Yeah. Something about that Tainy Green comment didn't sit well with you. <laughs> I forgot you can see me because I can't see you. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like, I was having this conflict, internal conflict of like, is Danny Green actually better? And like, I don't have a huge frame of reference on Danny mm-hmm. Green. I don't watch the Raptors. Sure. So like, I don't really know a huge amount about him, but I'm trying to decide whether it's my bias that I'm just, and my like loyalty towards cousins, sure, towards towards cousins, where I'm like, don't even say anybody's. He is a top ten player. Like I don't actually think that, but I feel like he's better than Danny Green. 
But I don't know if that's just my loyalty speaking. I mean, talent-wise, there's there's no denying it. Like, he is a more yeah. capable player than Danny Green. But yeah. production-wise, he hasn't been the last two years. Yeah. That's true. I, I do – I would like to see his usage go up, and I – I want him – I just – I would like them to do more with him than what was happening in Golden State. I think that was – a little tough. He got kind of relegated to a very particular role in certain ways, and it was probably instructive in, like, how to minimize turnovers and, like, how to maybe get him in good positions on defense or something. I don't know. Yeah, he was definitely more effective on, um, more efficient on offense. Like, like you said, his turnover rate was so much lower in Golden State than it has been in the past. But, like, I, I just don't think that's how the Lakers want to approach him, right? They want to let him go full. Exactly. Full DeMarcus. Yeah. I think we need the, we need like a much bigger role with much different things going on. But like with, for him to retain that experience and mindset of like, don't just throw the ball, you know, away. Like, that really bothered me last year when, like, Lonzo would constantly throw the ball away and, like, Rondo would do it and LeBron would do it, and it just got, like, crazy. Like, we, yeah. we don't need that many people who, like, attempt crazy enough passes that mm-hmm. they just throw the ball away constantly. So I'd like that to be a little bit more measured. You know, we already have some people like that. Yeah. We don't really need another. One thing I do really like about Demarcus is he is a very good free throw shooter for a big man. Uh, yeah. I wonder if that will hold when he arrives on the Lakers. The Lakers curse. The natural, like, 3% loss that you get in your free throw percentage upon arriving in Los Angeles uh, will probably take its toll on DeMarcus, but uh, Kentucky Is Big everybody Man, gone? Very good free throw shooters. Who? Lonzo was, like, by far the worst person, right? right? Ingram was pretty bad. He's gone. They were both gone. Um, Hart was not good either. Yeah, gone. Um, Lance was very Kuzma good. was good. Lance was very good. He's gone. Mm. Oh, Lance, that's the big news of the day. Lance Stevenson, oh. one-year, $4 million deal in China. My favorite thing about it is Jared Dudley tweeting, Mark Bartlestein doing work, as if Lance does not <laughs> deserve the money. <laughs> that's so rude. I love when people tweet, like, the agent did his job. Like, I think I think Lance deserves a, you know, sizable contract in China. He's going he's gonna to get buckets in China. I'm here for the Lance Stevenson oh, insurance. Yeah. It's it was uh, a few years delayed, frankly. Like that's what he should have been doing. Yeah, totally. I know. Like I, I was just kind of like thinking the other day, like, what team is gonna take on Lance when his biggest contribution was the guitar mm-hmm. like thing celebration? Yeah. You know. So I'm really happy for him that he has found somewhere where I think that is probably going to kill like i've heard that uh the like fandom in china uh, for basketball is like it's absurd fucking incredible yeah so he's like perfect for for that like, yeah that high yeah. energy super enthusiastic like yeah go balls out all the time like that's you do you yeah that's yeah. why he excelled like that's why he was able to have anyone pay attention to him at all in LA was because he that was like what he thrived on was that like crazy fandom and that's like kind of what the Lakers fans are like 
it is interesting that like the the Lakers hired his former coach, the one that like made him into an all star adjacent player, and then Vogel's like, no, we don't need to keep Lance around anymore. Bro, I think that I think that anyone would have made that choice. I understand. You would you would hope, you know. I understand. Yep. I think uh Cousins is sort of like an actual good version of that. You know what I mean? Because Lance is like, people would say like 50% of the time it'll be something good and then 50% of the time it'll be something bad, but it was more like you get a much You get a much 35. better ratio with DeMarcus Cousins. He does yeah. some stupid stuff. Like you said, the, the passes get a little errant, you know. He uh, he bullies himself. You know, he's, he kind of like bulls over players in the lane sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. picking up those offensive fouls. Uh, mm-hmm. But... The ratio of good to bad is is much better with DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, and he is, like, I don't think it could be underrated how, like, important friendship is Mm. to how well a team plays together. And I think, like, he and Anthony Davis are really good friends. LeBron and Anthony Davis are really good friends. And, and they, they both really Rondo like and Anthony Rondo, Davis yeah. have like a mentor mentee relationship. I just think that like that this is we thought it was like LeBron making stuff happen, but a lot of this feels orchestrated by Anthony Davis and he used the like the uh he used clutch, which was a means of player empowerment for LeBron. So he used it correctly to empower himself as a player to move teams and go where he wanted to go and then recruit all of his friends to play on his team. So, yeah. That, that Anthony Davis-DeMarcus Cousins pairing was so much fun to watch in New Orleans. Like, when DeMarcus got hurt, yeah. it was it was devastating just because, like, they had finally gotten to the point where they understood how to make one another better. And I, I mean, I hope it's as simple as, like, we know exactly how to do this. We can just get started immediately. But even if it takes a few games, like, I, if we can get to that New Orleans level, I mean, that would just be the most incredible thing. Yeah. I think this is going to be another season. I think it's going to have a lot of, like, the same trajectory as last season, but a much higher ceiling just because everyone's older than, like, 22. But and inherently more talented. <laughs> and just there's more talent. Um, but I feel like the start of the season, we might – this the, another difference is we might not be playing nearly as well as we can, but we might still be winning games at the beginning of the season. You know what I mean? It's still Anthony Davis and LeBron, and if he's healthy enough, DeMarcus Cousins. And that's a trio that doesn't really have comps around the league. <laughs> Exactly, and, like, we're going to hit our stride and be, like, just start getting so much better by, like, what, like, December, January? Christmas, right? Christmas. That Christmas Day game against the Clippers, probably. Exactly. Like, that was the highest point of last season, and I, I just feel like that's going to be not the highest point of next season because <laughs> it'll just be the start of the incline. Sure. But, Yeah. It's going to, like, that's when we'll start getting really good, right? Yeah. 
that's what's so exciting to have a guy like DeMarcus Cousins on the minimum with all that talent just, you know, yeah. ready to go. Ooh. Oh, just and, – and, and maybe not rage, but like – Oh boy, does he have something to prove. Our big three all have something. I know this is like other people are saying this, but maybe our big three have like the most to prove in the yeah. league. Kawhi just won. Golden Paul State's Georgia. won like three, you know. Yeah. They, already, they don't have much to prove. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, they just lost without Kevin Durant, so maybe they want to prove that they can do it without him. But I do think like LeBron coming off injury and having and not going to the playoffs, and then Anthony Davis like being just villainized and like vilified by everyone, and for like something that isn't even basketball related, and coming off seven years of not failure, I want to say, but like probably what he considers to be failure. Yeah. And then Demarcus Cousins coming back from injury, not winning the championship that he thought he was going to win last year. Right. And then they just all, like, really, really need to wow the league this year. It's a, it's a good mix we have going. And they're all so good mentally, too. Yeah. Like, LeBron is, like, the best guy, like, the best, like, mental guy in the league, right? It's, it's one of the trios, like, I never thought would actually exist, like, three years ago. But it's really exciting to have and not just on paper. I, I think it'll, I think it'll be really special to watch on the court too. Oh yeah, I mean, three years ago, this would have been like a super team. Yeah. The only thing that makes it not that is the question about Demarcus Cousins. Right. You but don't usually if he, get super like, team guys on minimums. No, you don't. Or you don't, whatever like, it is, I think it's like three mil that they're paying Cousins. You know, something. Yeah. Objectively small. Yeah. Oh, very small, especially yeah. for like probably what his contributions are going to be. Yeah. Almost, I think it's almost guaranteed that he's going to be one of the best value players on the team. He certainly should be for the I Lakers to uh, give him for the Lakers for to be what they need to be. They need Cousins to dramatically outperform that contract. Yeah, and Kuz and Caruso. Yep, the new big three: LeBron, AD, the and Marcus Cousins. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up. We're both uh, dumb tired. So, yeah. Sabrina just got back from Korea, and now she has to go to a wedding this afternoon. So, you know that jet lag is going to be really fun at a wedding. And then I just say take a nap. I say just go ahead and take a nap. Ceremonies are long. You want to be there for the reception, really. You know. Really, yeah. Yeah. Open bar, dance floor, etc., etc. So I feel like that's the part you want to be awake for. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just I'm just tired, y'all. That's it. <laughs> need an extra day of back. the week, right, Sasha? <sighs> I need one more day. I need one more day to do everything. All okay, right. guys. Thanks Have for a listening. great weekend. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, This was I Love Basketball. We didn't say that at the beginning, but it is. It's I Love Basketball, and we love it. And we're super, super excited to have DeMarcus Cousins on the team. I think this is going to be the best season of basketball I've watched. It's a high bar. High bar, y'all. High bar. We just have to beat last season's Nets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess I did 
That is a season of basketball I watched. And you know what? Jared Dudley's on our team. <laughs> so it it's just guaranteed to be good. So get hype. Make sure to subscribe to the Silver Screen Roll Podcast Network. We've got shows every day of the week. And uh, we'll be, you know, hopping around the other shows, uh, doing these player previews for the offseason. They're going to be doing player previews probably until preseason starts. I think we're previewing the coaches, too. You know, so that'll... Yeah. There's some effort here. We're going deep. Tell me and Sabrina which obscure assistant coach we should preview. Yeah. Let us know. We're taking suggestions for next week. Yeah, we want to know which assistant coach no one has heard of before that we should preview. All right. Have a good weekend, y'all.